Yes, that look that she gave in swimsuit was ridiculous. Absolutely insane. She's like the biggest role the, model to the, me. The NFR runway turn. Yeah. That's really good. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. They made a GIF out of it. So really, my goal at Miss USA is if I don't win, I want to become a GIF. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, a good well, one. Not of me falling. another special quarantine episode of pageants and prosecco i am so so excited for this episode because i am interviewing my state miss usa queen miss illinois usa 2020 olivia pura and i am so excited to talk to her and get to know her more and just so you guys know this episode was filmed some time ago before all this coronavirus started so there's no mention of it in the show but i hope you guys are staying healthy and keeping your families healthy um i shared my tips for what i'm doing in the last episode when i interviewed shannon but for the most part i'm just trying to stay in the house and not do anything too crazy if i need to go outside and i have my oils stocked up I personally think I already had the virus in December because I was really sick with similar symptoms and I go to the doctor and just tuck it out like the jinx that I am. But um, if it comes back, if my family gets it, then that's going to be our defense. Um, if it's not nothing crazy, then you have to go to the hospital. But in the meantime, between time, we're keeping our immune systems healthy so we can fight it off in case it does come. But I hope you guys are staying healthy wherever you are. I know this is tough. I know this is crazy. But use this time to tap into your creativity more and get to know yourself that's kind of what i'm doing because we want to ever get to stay in the house like this again so i'm kicking it really kicking it also let me know what you guys are watching on tv if you're netflix hulu-ing i have the urban music channel as well send some suggestions on things i should watch but anyway back to the interview here's a little bit more about olivia she was born and raised in deer park she's the daughter of garrick and hannah and she's a first generation american her family navigated over here from Poland, and she is a dog mom to a Bernie Doodle puppy named Bambi. Currently, she's a senior at Northwestern University. She has a double major in biochemistry and Slavic languages and literatures. And of course, she's very, very educated and smart, making a dean's list since her freshman year. She's received over $10,000 in grants for her independent research and serves as a peer mentor for NU Bioscientists, which is a program that helps prepare first-generation low-income freshmen for their undergraduate research. She's a member of Kappa Alpha Theta Phi Beta Kappa Honor Society, and she plans to use her time as Miss Illinois USA to advocate for women in the STEM fields, of course. For inclusion and equality. She herself has faced implicit bias in her own life and she recognizes the power of a role model and hopes to serve as an inspiration for others. Amazing women throughout her life have taught her the importance of perseverance and confidence. And Olivia plans to incorporate some of the principles into her own mentoring program to empower other young women to pursue the STEM fields. She is going to Miss USA 
soon. We haven't heard anything about it yet. And like I said, this episode was recorded earlier, you guys, so I don't mention it. And I'm going to actually try to reach out to her to see if we have any updates on what's happening amidst this whole thing. So I'll keep you guys updated on that. But for now, tune in and get to know a little bit more about Olivia. And I have a special episode dropping next week, another Miss USA edition for you guys. So stay tuned for that. Get your glasses. This is a goodie. So sit back and tune in. What else you got for me? Hello, Olivia. Welcome to the Pageants and Prosecco podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I appreciate you joining on. Uh, you're the first person from the Mr. USA Class of 2020 who's on the podcast. Hopefully I can get more of your sisters on here, especially as you gear up for Miss USA this spring. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Can you talk us through your pageant journey? When did you first begin competing? I actually kind of stumbled into pageantry. Um, my senior year of high school, I knew I would stop doing competitive dance uh, because it was just getting really busy. So I said, you know what, Uh, it sounds like a really fun thing to compete for Miss Illinois Teen USA. I followed Cassidy Wolf, who was a former Miss Teen USA a lot. And I looked up to her a lot because she was also a dancer. And then little did I know I would walk away winning that title, which was incredible. It was definitely not something I expected at all going into it. And I absolutely just, you know, you catch the pageant bug. I fell in love with it. So I competed at Miss right. Teen USA, placed in the top 15, which was super exciting. And I knew from the moment that was over that I just had to come back for Miss one day. And the stars aligned. I ended up winning this year in September. Uh, and now I get to go to Miss USA, which is crazy. But it's been an incredible journey. And at the time you competed, you were in Atlantis? Uh, yes, I was. Or no, we were the year after Atlantis. We were the first year out. So we were in Las Vegas which was cool. How was that like competing just as a minor in Vegas, like not able to do <laughs> So I actually have been to Vegas three times uh, and I just turned 21 in July and were after turning 21. So I have seen a lot of Las Vegas not having been able to do anything that's really there. But what's cool is First of all, the weather is incredible. I love Illinois. I love Chicago. But my goodness, our weather is tough sometimes. Um, So I was enjoying like the dry, dry heat. That was great. And honestly, the food in Vegas is amazing. Uh, After Miss Teen USA, we went to a bunch of different restaurants and got some desserts and food and just really enjoyed it as a family. And, you know, it's definitely not a family oriented city, but we made the most of it and had a great time anyway. I had a chance to go to Vegas for the first time last summer when I was competing for Miss Earth USA. And I was loving it. Me and Miss Wisconsin, because she's close to Chicago area, she, we were like living for the weather. It was July or June. It was like before 4th of July. And I was like obsessed. And I'm like, it's hot. It's heat. It's the summer. And I'm like, no, no, no. You don't understand where we came from. I need this weather. Like, I love it. feels it. good. It's like walking into an oven. <laughs> But it like the sun is great. Everywhere uh, is air conditioned. So honestly, I was cold most of the time when I was in Vegas, uh, which is crazy. But we were inside in the hotel ballrooms. We were in the Venetian, which is a beautiful hotel. And the rehearsals were all inside. And I, of course, didn't think about the fact that they air conditioned those places like crazy. So I was in sweaters most of the time. 
No, that's so true. That's so true. That's same when I went to Houston. Every place was cold. I'm like, oh my, why did you guys enjoy the heat? Are you crazy? Houston is hot. Oh my goodness. I have been to Texas a couple times in the last few years and uh twice I was in Houston over the summer and that is just something else it feels like you're in a sauna (laughs) well you're representing this great state of Illinois what part of Illinois are you from so I grew up in Des Plaines Illinois which is pretty close to like O'Hare Airport so pretty close to um the city I didn't go to the city a ton growing up but my parents and I loved the Children's Museum on Navy Pier so I did go to Navy Pier a lot when I was a younger I now live in Deer Park, Illinois, so a little bit further out in the suburbs, but I go to school in Evanston, so I'm about 30 minutes north of downtown Chicago. So you kind of made your way from the west to the north, going around the city. Yeah. Nice. I grew up, I went to high school in Carroll Stream, so kind of close to... Oh, yeah. We're all connected. Are you, so you're at Northwestern right now, um, and you're a senior. What are you studying in school? So I'm finishing, if all goes well, I will graduate this June with a degree in biochemistry and Slavic languages. And then I'm actually staying in Chicago, uh, which is super exciting. After I graduate, I'll be attending the University of Chicago for their biochemistry PhD program. So I am not leaving Chicago in the next couple of years. Did you see yourself always wanting to go to school in the city as opposed to um, in the suburbs when you go to University of Chicago? Actually, no. If I'm being completely honest, I really wanted to leave Illinois when I was in high school. I thought I would go to school in California, move out west, and kind of stay there. But the closer and closer I got to making that decision, the less and less I could imagine myself leaving. Um, Because I grew up in the suburbs, I didn't really get to explore the city and kind of get that experience. So now, you know, being older and kind of having a better idea of what I want to do in life, I can finally live in the city and that's so different than being in the suburbs it really is it's all different vibe oh absolutely um and if there's a time to live in chicago it'll be now <laughs> you know i consider moving back to the city myself because i'm in rockford right now yeah i want to move back to the city like just to be in the city i do like it's about to be summer and uh, what better time than summertime shy really though i mean there's so i love uh, being outside and I love like the warm weather and the sunshine in Lake Michigan but there's also so many music events over the summer here and that's my favorite I feel like literally any day of the week there's something happening so you can go see like a concert at Millennium Park you can go see like a festival on the beach and it's just oh, I love it I love it so much so getting back to just you competing in um, competitions you are one of many women in your class who also competed at Miss Teen USA. Yeah, there's a lot of former teens. Do you know how many? It's, I think it's about like eight of you guys or is there more? It's close to 10, if not more. I, it, it's it's at least eight or nine. So there's Does that mean, is, do, Oh, go ahead. There's one girl from my class, actually, Gina Mellish, uh, was Miss New Jersey Teen USA my year. So we'll be going to Miss USA together as well. Which is really cool. Yeah, my sister. Yeah, they compete compete twice against each other. Yes. Better not against. So do you feel like you guys have a edge over people who have not competed in the Miss Universe organization on a national scale? You know, I think, 
I've actually, I've gotten this question a lot and I think it helps to know what you're getting yourself into and just kind of how the rehearsal structure works and you have a good idea of like what the interview is like and what staying in the hotel is like and having the chaperones. So all the logistics of the pageant makes so much more sense when you've already been through it. But even yeah. as I'm preparing for Miss USA now, it's it's a completely different ball game. And since IMG took over a couple of years ago, I think I would imagine that the teens from the Trump era, as they call it, probably had a completely different experience than what Gina and I had competing under IMG. So yes and no. I also feel like we put a lot more pressure on ourselves because we we've been through it and we've done it already. So I kind of it works both ways, but I'm, I'm glad I had the experience as a team because I feel more comfortable with the idea of competing nationally. Do you, is there any kind of um, different preparation you're doing this time around than what you were doing when you were a teen? I was such a goof as, as a teen, honestly. I, <laughs> I just, I, you know, I was having so much fun. It was my second pageant at that point because my first one ever was Miss Illinois Teen USA. So I was just like living my best life. I, I prepared, of course, you know, I, I was working out. I was making sure I knew my bio, but I showed up at Miss Teen USA and I said, you know what, we're just going to have a great time. And I took it so lightheartedly, but now because Miss USA is telecast and there's so much production that goes into it and, you know, you kind of, you have to go in there being prepared and knowing yourself. I've been putting a lot more work in just kind of figuring out how I want to present myself to the Miss Universe organization and what I can bring to the table and actually just being, taking it more seriously, if we're being honest, than I did as a team. Not that I regret taking it so lightly back then, because I think it was fun and, and I had a great time and took a lot of good things out of it, even though I didn't win. But this time around, I want to feel like I put my best self out there. Yeah. That's one thing I always wanted to know about winning um, the state level. Because the minute you win, and I went to Miss USA, Miss Illinois USA twice. And um, I went to Miss USA. But one thing that they say on stage when a person wins is, congratulations, you are Miss Illinois USA. You are now going to Miss USA. It was to be live on Fox. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I thought that would be so nerve wracking. Just if you're just competing in a pageant in your little town and you win, now you know you're going on national television to compete in a pageant. It's a huge jump. It's it's crazy. It really, really is. And so often, especially in states like Illinois, where a lot of girls compete for the first time in the state pageant, you know, they didn't grow up competing in, you know, glitz pageants or anything like that. And this is really their first right. go you're literally just like cannonballed into the pageant world. And I think that that makes it really exciting and really cool, but it's a lot to kind of process. <laughs> true. That's true. Illinois is not a pageant state at all. Like, no. Maybe in Southern Illinois, but for the most part, the county fair system isn't even in the Chicago suburb counties. Yeah. The college it's definitely a completely different vibe up here than it is in the South. In the South. Exactly. And Miss Illinois Teen USA 2009, I might be dating myself, was my first competition. So I was like, what? And then you tossed away your downtown, 
Yeah, I was at my current place for two nights with all these beautiful tall girls. I was like, what did I get myself into? I was trying to compete in some small town country pageant. I ended up competing. I think there was 101 girls in my class that year. Wow. And I was just like, you know what? And then it was like $1,000 to compete. So I had to raise all that money. So that was like a huge amount at the time to me. And it was like, it was a whirlwind, like. It was a whole whirlwind. A lot goes into it. Uh, you know, I people try, I try to explain to people who aren't familiar with pageantry, and especially with Miss USA specifically, you know, they ask me, like, like, what do you do for, to prepare? And, you know, like, why are you so, so, you know, like, worried about it and so, like, engaged in it? And I was like, it's impossible not to be, you know? I mean, it, it's it's serious. It's legit. It's on TV. And even if it wasn't on TV, it's your one shot. You know what I mean? You're kind of one and done. So it, it's a crazy thing to try to explain to somebody. <laughs> it's your one shot. You cannot miss a chance to blow. Right. <laughs> so can you give us any details into kind of what your outfit looks like so far? Do you have anything you can tell us? So I actually, I have an idea for my interview outfit. Um, Whitney Wandland, who, oh, legendary Miss Illinois USA. She was Miss Illinois USA 2017, was top five at Miss USA. She actually was at our Dallas boot camp where the uh, six states that are run by Van Bros, Illinois being one of them, go down and we, it's literally a boot camp. Uh, as we prepare for Miss USA, she sat me down and showed me this picture of an outfit that I think it was Khloe Kardashian had on. And she's like, something like this for interview would be so cool. So Ooh. we're thinking a, it's a suit, you know, I, I love like a tailored kind of menswear look, but we're putting okay. a fun little spin on it. It's a really cool fabric. So I will say that I don't want to spoil too much, but um, definitely very city city style and I'm very excited for that and then my gown of course is a sherry hill all of them are this year okay but I She's will say sponsor. it's a color I've never worn before uh a lot of people have always thought I would do black so I will say it's definitely not black and it's definitely not pink and it's a pretty fun color I'm actually really excited okay not black not pink and a fun color yes fun color a fun color to me is like green because of money <laughs> <laughs> I love okay. it. I like that. The, the Kim Kardashian, the Khloe Kardashian, I can see that because I feel like you guys both have the, I saw in your see-through Nikki um, picture, you have your hair slicked back to the sides. I feel like that's a popular Khloe Kardashian hairstyle as well. I love wearing my hair slicked back. Um, I think it's kind of twofold. I have short hair, so curling it doesn't really do much for me. And also, I am—I haven't curled my own hair in months. I'm so lazy when it comes to that sort of thing. I don't want to fry it. It—it it gets so beat anyway. Uh, so I'm—I'm I'm taking care of my hair. I'm taking care of my time management. I just flick it back. <laughs> I think it's a nice. Look. I think it looks really good on you. Thank you, thank you. I'll definitely be wearing it that way a lot. I think at Miss USA. Okay, Mister, we're getting a lot of details. I'm talking to my. So she's going to wear her hair sleep back. Uh, <laughs> color. Not pink. I think pink would be nice. Do you see a pink gown? 
I know I know Olivia Jordan did it, but do you see a pink gown winning as a miss still to this day? I think so. I think when you pick a gown and you pick it because you feel good in it and you like that color, then I mean Olivia Jordan looked incredible in that gown. I think if I were to put on that gown, I would have felt ridiculous. But you could tell that she just she just walked out there and glowed in it. It was the coolest performance to, to see. I watched it on TV that year. I didn't get to see it in person, but oh, it was amazing. And she's like a doll. I'm not opposed to pink. I'm not opposed to pink. Okay, so I, one thing you did mention that I um, want to ask you more about, because I lived in Dallas. I feel like I mentioned that all the time on the show, but I lived in Dallas and I learned more about, you know, pageants in general living in Texas. But you talk about the pageant boot camp that you had. Yeah. With can you tell us more about um, what you guys do in Dallas and how Van Bros, um, the relationship you guys have with the other women and under Van Bros's umbrella? Yeah, so it's the six states. So it's Illinois, Arkansas, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, and Oklahoma. And I'm so blessed this year. Honestly, all five of them are absolutely incredible. You know, people always joke and say that Miss USA is where you find your bridesmaids. Um, and honestly, I could see it. Like they're, they're some of the coolest people I've met and just so down to earth. So the six of us, uh, spent, gosh, it was, it felt like a minute, but we were there for a couple of days and we work with Zach Romaldo and Nicole West for our national headshots, uh, Kirby from Contempo hair. He actually flew in all the way from Omaha to do our hair for our headshots, which was amazing. Um, so we do our headshots down there. We do other photo shoots just for Van Bros marketing and for the program book covers when we give up our titles in a couple months. But then we get to work with Whitney, who uh, has an amazing walk. Uh, I think like BuzzFeed or maybe it was Cosmopolitan made a gif out of her walk. It was so good. Yes. So like yes, that look that she gave in swimsuit was ridiculous absolutely insane she's like the biggest role like, model to the, me the nfr runway turn yeah that's, really <laughs> that's the one that's the one they made a gif out of it so really my goal at miss usa is if i don't win i want to become a gif uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> hopefully a we'll good make, one not of me falling i'll make you a gif <laughs> So we do walking coaching with her. We did some interview prep. We work with Taylor Gordon, who was Miss Oklahoma USA 2016. And she is running her own prep company. It's called Pink Door Prep. And she just has a really cool system and has a totally different approach than what I would have thought pageant coaching looks like. So we kind of sit and we think about our our brand and how we want to not sell ourselves, but how we want to kind of present ourselves throughout Miss USA to kind of keep it consistent and package it all nicely because you only have so much time while you're there that you want to make sure you're bringing out the best aspects and the most important aspects of your life at Miss USA. So it's just all around a giant pageant prep week. <laughs> so you guys have a photographer, you have Whitney as a walking coach, and you have a mental coach, and you have the trainer there as well, right? Yeah, so Brian Atterbury is our sponsored fitness trainer and he's based in Oklahoma but he went down and met with each of us individually and does I think he meets with the girls in person if they're from Oklahoma because it's close but for us he sends us workouts just through email and then I do them uh, at my local gym 
Oh, nice. So that's how you're, that's how you're staying um, physically prepared for Miss USA? Yes. Uh, I've actually... I've actually kind of enjoyed that part. I am a pretty uh, low maintenance person when it comes to my food. I'm not, you know, I'm not a picky eater at all. Uh, if, it, if it's on a plate, I'll eat it. <laughs> so that actually hasn't been too, too bad. Oh, nice. I'm oh, sorry, I thought you were. <laughs> sorry, I'm like drinking my wine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. The, the title of the podcast is absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Are you a wine person? I do like wine. Um, my mom and I actually, the week after I won Miss Illinois USA, we had planned this trip a while before I even knew I was competing. We spent a week in Napa in California. It was like a little girl's trip. And that was great. That was absolutely wonderful. And then, of course, we had another reason to celebrate while we were there. It was supposed to be a 21st birthday trip. And, you know, we got to celebrate Miss Illinois as well so that was really really cool yeah. uh currently I'm sipping my glass of water so not quite wine but <laughs> it's, it's early it's the next best thing yes there's no time there's no time life in this podcast life but it's early for those who are listening it is noon but I'm sipping on a shot <laughs> it's from yesterday and I never finished it now like why why not I'm not doing anything I'm staying in the house tonight or today for the most part anyway amazing but I'm a Chardonnay drinker, mainly during the day. If I drink during the day, but I like my red wine. I'm a red wine drinker. Yes, 100%. So can you tell us more about working in the STEM field? I know that's something that's really big. Um, a lot of girls are trying to persuade younger girls to consider the STEM field and to take it seriously because it's very male-dominated, but... We're just as smart as they are. Oh, and a hundred percent. going into STEM, and a lot of people are really trying to make a push to have more representation. So, why did you decide to go into the STEM field, specifically like biochemistry? So, STEM in general was has always kind of been my thing. I was a super nerd as a kid. Um, I still am, <laughs> if we're being honest. Who but. Isn't? I mean, my whole entire, we had this giant bookshelf on my wall in my childhood bedroom. My sister and I shared a room back then. And it was, you know, like picture books, magic tree house. And then my side of the bookshelf was like encyclopedias and atlases and all these like science experiment books and things like that. So I had always just loved science. I've, I've been such a curious person from the time I can remember. So to me, it was just fun to kind of constantly be asking questions and I was always the kid that would ask why this why that why not this why does this happen and why was just my favorite word um so then to me going into science was pretty natural but biochemistry specifically I picked because I want to get involved in medicine and in the medical field but I knew that becoming a doctor just wasn't right for me um it's I think I'm, I, I didn't realize how tough I had it with like blood and gore and like the hospital environment. So I have so much respect for people that can handle that, but I knew I couldn't. <laughs> so it's too much like story. Yeah, it's just, it's a lot. My mom's a nurse and I remember she would come home and tell us about like what she had done during her shift and the types of cases she had. And of course I wanted to know all about it. And I was like, wow, this woman's amazing, but I could never do that. <laughs> Yeah, so, the same way. 
it's uh, what I want to do and what I hope to do once I start this PhD program is to work in pharmaceuticals. So I'll be helping people. I'll be helping with diseases like cancer and Alzheimer's, hopefully, but kind of from the other end of it. It's, it's like the man behind the curtain, you know, <laughs> the so woman behind be, the curtain. You'll be finding our next cure for Alzheimer's. Yes, that's the goal, right? You know, people don't realize how much goes um, into medicine and has a behind the scenes action because I do see just that one side, like you mentioned, like the hospital, mainly where they get sick. But there's a lot of people on the other side of the business working to um, make the medicine, you know, and do the studies to make sure that you have the right formulas and all that. Um, right. I had no idea, honestly, until I had gotten to college. You know, I you just don't think about it really until someone kind of shoves it in your face and you're like, oh, like this is really, really cool. I mean, even makeup. I know people who get PhDs in chemistry and go on to work for makeup companies. And they're mm-hmm. out there like for making the next best formula for, you know, Jeffree Star's palette. And that's what they do. So it's, it's kind of cool the different routes I can take in the future. But for now, I think pharmaceuticals is what I'm hoping to do. That's, that's, I thought about that. Yeah, Ricky, <laughs> how fun would that be? It's like the, it's like the best of both worlds. You be a doctor and in the beauty industry. You're right. Us on game alert. I love it. And not only are you, well, we know that you're really smart, but you've been honored a few times too, because you was on a dean's list and you're a member of the Kappa Alpha Theta Phi Beta Kappa Honor Society. Congratulations. Thank you so much. What did it require for you to society? So I actually am not sure exactly how that works, but basically every year, a couple of students from Northwestern get nominated for it. And there's definitely a GPA cutoff. And um, it's just sort of a selection process for the students that they feel have represented not only the school, but their class well. And it's really, really special to get honored in that way, especially being at a school like Northwestern. It feels like it's really hard sometimes to stand out. <laughs> so any, any little bit of recognition really does mean a lot. Yeah, Northwestern is a huge school, huge school. Um, and you guys had Jimmy Garoppolo. Wait, no, Wait, did, did we go to Northwestern? Oh, we have so many random, uh, I, I find out, I feel like every every couple weeks I learn about a new uh, person that has graduated from from Northwestern. Um, Colbert, uh, oh gosh, what's his first name? Steve Colbert? Yes. Oh, he was Northwestern? He, I think he went to Northwestern. Um, not Steph Curry. He's a basketball player. Um, man, I'm so bad with pop culture. It's embarrassing. Um, oh, Seth yeah. Myers, I think, went to Northwestern. So a lot of uh, talk show hosts and, and entertainment folk have been, have been wildcats in their past. I was thinking of um, the football player, but it wasn't Jimmy. It was... Ethan, he went to my high school and he was a quarterback at Northwestern. And I think he went pro. That's kind of how I first knew about the school. And then I saw like, oh, it's a huge school. And then I went to go visit it. And I was like, holy cow. Like, it's an enormous, enormous school. I love it. It's, I mean, it's kind of, it's one of those really, really bittersweet feelings because I feel like I've made I've had a great four years here and I, part of me wants four more, but 
you know, it's on to the next one. And now I kind of get to graduate and go to Miss USA at like a similar time. And it, it just feels like everything's come together so perfectly. If you had to decide between graduation, if the graduation date fell at Miss USA, what would you do? Oh, I've actually thought about this because it's very possible that that'll happen. Uh, but, you know, I couldn't give up Miss USA. It's, I can't. <laughs> so I would pick, I would definitely pick Miss USA because at the end of the day, I'll still get my degree. I'll still get to, you know, start my grad school and, and do all that. But if I didn't go to Miss USA, that would mean I'd have to win Miss Illinois again. And I think I, I, I'm such a strong believer in like God's timing and that this was my time to go to Miss USA and I won Miss Illinois USA this year for a reason. So I would definitely be willing to, to miss my graduation and, and miss that experience for the ability to go to Miss USA. I think you can always walk across the stage. I mean, if you have the opportunity, I'm sure the school will let you graduate or walk across the stage in uh, December if it was that deep. Exactly. Exactly. Well, now we know. So you guys do not have the dates as far as when Miss USA is. Is that what I'm hearing? Not yet. No. Uh, And I haven't even really heard any big rumors yet. I feel like normally around this time, there's like all these different thoughts and ideas about where it might be. And I haven't heard anything yet. Okay. What is the communication like between the title holders and IMG? Do you guys talk directly to Miss USA or is it through Van Bros? I get all my communication through Van Bros, which is nice because it's very organized. Uh, I know exactly what I need to do. I think as we get closer to Miss USA and we start working on paperwork and, you know, real preparations, things like packing and the logistics of where we need to be, we might be hearing more from the national organization, but for the most part, all the communication happens through directors. I got it. And cause I know there's all of the states are kind of grouped together now. For the most part, every state is underneath an umbrella of an organization, is it not? I think so. I don't know if there's any single state. The only one that comes to mind is Texas, I think is still solo, but I'm pretty sure almost every other state now has at least one sister state, which is kind of cool. I think the benefits of having that advantage because was it like that? I, Van Bros, I know I recognize Van Bros for being around for a while, but um, how do you feel about that structure when it comes to competing, having certain states kind of be like sisters? I I love it because this is such a unique experience, and to be able to have five other girls that know exactly what I'm doing and know exactly what I'm going through and what's kind of going on in my life just to have someone to talk to about it to joke around about it and you know you don't feel like you're going through it by yourself and it just gives you you know five people that you know you can count on when you get to Miss USA and that's that's a huge comfort especially when they're as great as the girls are this year. I think there's really tough competition this year too. I think as I get older and watching the competition and watching the girls from my point, because I aged out, unfortunately, but watching them when I was younger, competing at Illinois Teen USA, they seemed so grown, so tall, so accomplished. And then I became one of them. And now looking at them, I'm like, okay, well, now I'm older than these girls. 
I feel like every year has gotten stronger and stronger and stronger. I'm like, holy cow, I don't think I would have been able to compete against these girls. You know, the A1 seems so accomplished, even you. <laughs> Thank you. Gorgeous this year, too. But no, it's, 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 you're totally right. I look, I mean, I look at the teens and I'm only four years out. I look at the teens now and I'm like, holy cow, these girls just, they're so ready. You know, each of them looks like they are Miss Teen USA already. Um, and then when you go to Miss, of course, you have such a diverse group of girls in terms of, you know, background and, and family life and accomplishments and career goals and when you think about what a 19-year-old woman, like where she is in her life, and then you think about what a 26, 27-year-old woman is in her life, you get such a huge range of where people are and, and what people are doing. So, it, it's so it's just so cool to see how, despite how different everybody is in their personal life, we all kind of come together under this one, you know, competition, this one passion that we have outside of everything else. Would you be um, in support of Miss USA raising their age to like 30? I think at that point they should do two. Um, it's been, I've been told even that I'm too young to have a chance <laughs> at the national competition. And I don't know what that's based off of, but, you know, I think, I mean, I guess why not? Why not? <laughs> I take I, that I back. Like I don't see. The only thing is that I don't see there's a vast range of women in different phases of their lives on stage. If you did eighteen to thirty, that's like your, like entire twenties. But I don't know. I mean, I think at the end of the day, as long as that woman is able to fulfill her her role as Miss USA and, and represent the country well, then at the end of the day, I don't think it really matters. How old they are? Yeah. Because, I, I mean, Olivia Culpo, who is probably one of my favorite Miss Universes ever, uh, she was 19 or 20 when she won. And she was, she, I think she still is considered one of, you know, the youngest. The youngest. She had a lot of stage presence. Like, she had good charisma, too. And that was also her, her third pageant, too. So you guys might have been onto something, competing in the um, USA for the first time and happened to win. You guys got something in common. Yeah, it, okay, it blew my mind when I read that that was her first, that Miss, it was Rhode Island. Uh, Miss Rhode Island USA was her first pageant. Um, she looked like she was born for it. <laughs> I know she like just came into this came into the game won her three pageants and then left and I was like oh okay <laughs> right right like I need I need a little bit of whatever she's having <laughs> have you talked to any current um do you talk to anyone who's been at Miss USA already like any past title holders and well I guess besides the coach but like uh, any former Miss Illinois or a current Miss USA or former Miss USA on how to prepare so what's actually really cool is we got to FaceTime in with uh, Sarah Rose Summers when we were in Dallas because she's also a former Van Bros girl. She was Miss Nebraska USA before she became Miss USA. And she she was just so sweet. Um, she just was really great about giving us kind of the 
like the life advice that we needed to get through Miss USA. I think it's so easy to let that week get to your head if you don't walk in there with a good headspace. And she's just such a positive person. Um, I think that was even clear from her year as Miss USA that she's just like so happy. Um, So it was really nice to hear from her and get to talk with her. And uh, I've actually talked a lot with uh, Carolina Yosko, who was Miss Illinois USA 2018. We're both of Polish descent. So we kind of ran in, not even in similar circles, but we bumped into each other here and there uh, after she won Miss Illinois. And since I've won, we've bumped into each other a couple of times and she's been really helpful. And she was a similar age. I think we actually are the same age. So she was pretty young when she was Miss Illinois as well. So she kind of understands where, where my head's at and where I'm coming from. That was Miss USA competition um, that I when she won. Carolina won. Oh, the 2018? Yes. What did you think of it? I didn't get to see that one. That was really good. I didn't see I didn't see her as the winner in the top five. There was one girl in red, and she went back this year to compete from, um, I don't know her name, but she had a really good answer to me that set out um, did she talk about like how she was a survivor of suicide um, during her answer? And I was like, holy cow. And it was like, it blew me away. And then when Carolina went, I was like, oh, she, she was very consistent in the competition. I can say that. Yes, absolutely. And she's so sweet when you meet her in person. Um, the really like the, really the last is. couple Miss US or Miss Illinois USAs are all just incredible. Kaylin did really good too at Miss USA and she looked really good. She's phenomenal. I loved her uh, gown actually. And turns out uh, this is a little bit of a fun, not super well-known story. It was actually her, she switched her gown uh, after picking her initial one. She had a change of heart. So the gown she wore at Miss USA was not the gown she had picked for the first time. Oh, really? And I think she made a good choice. Because she had on the black gown, correct? Yes. And she also had her hair slicked back, too. She did. Yes. Oh, my goodness. You might I love that look. Something. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a classic. It's like a classic American beauty. And I think it looks really good on brunettes as well. Like, I think it looks really good on brunettes. And, you know, I, I remember one of my most vivid memories from Miss Teen USA is in activewear because we were that first year where they did activewear instead of swimsuit. I had on, you know, I had my hair all curled and cute and it was short and it kind of looked a little like messy and I felt adorable. Um, I had my lip gloss on and I do a little turn and I just remember like a giant piece of hair sticking to my lip gloss in the middle of the stage as I'm walking. And, you know, I, of course, I didn't know. I was like, oh my gosh, if I touch it, are they going to notice? Are they going to dock me points? Do I leave it? Do I just pretend like I haven't noticed it? So there's a there's like a solid five seconds during the final competition at Miss Teen USA where there's just a chunk of hair stuck to my lip gloss. So if I slick it back, it can't get there. <laughs> oh my gosh, I gotta go back and watch the video. What would you give? Uh, what's the advice you would give to current teens who are competing for Miss Teen USA? I really do think that when you're a teen and you're competing at Miss Teen USA it's so important to just be yourself and to act your age and to just let that experience come as it, as it is, because 
I think teens these days are kind of forced to grow up so quickly anyway that it's so easy to kind of get so caught up and bogged up in the stress of competing and wanting to do your best and making sure your social media is good. The more you kind of just settle into the experience and and let it happen, I think the more you get out of it. Because at the end of the day, you're still a teenager and it should be fun. You shouldn't walk away from Miss Teen USA feeling like you were stressed out of your mind for a week. So just have fun. That's so true. I think one thing that you really mentioned that's important is the um, social media aspect to it. Cause did you feel like you had a lot of pressure on with like trying to keep up with social media and just posting while you were a teen competing for Miss Teen USA or just during your year? I think that has actually been one of the biggest differences I've noticed being a title holder in 2020 versus in 2016. You know, social media existed of course in 2016 and and we had our accounts and I definitely used it pretty often but it was definitely nowhere near the amount that it is now and there's so many fan accounts and so many different ways to engage and interact with your followers now that social media is really half of the job now and it's wonderful if, if it's positive but you know, it can get so negative so quickly. And there have even been girls this year who have dealt with some pretty harsh criticism on social media already. So, you know, it's it's tough because you can't really just ignore it, but it really is part of the job now. I've seen some of the teens have more followers on Instagram than their misses counterparts. They're so good at it. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> I know and I'm just like how are they doing this like some people's pictures I'm like are you even taking this with your phone camera some people's Instagram pictures I'm just like you know what I'm just gonna let me just sign off right (laughs) I'm still working on that but it's been it's been fun to experiment and kind of challenge myself in that way because I normally am pretty nonchalant on my social media You know, if something happens, I'll post it. If nothing's happening, I won't. But it's been fun to kind of go back through my camera roll and and just be creative with how I want to portray myself on social media. And just really show not just the highlights, but a little bit of everything. That's important, too, is to show, like, you're actually struggling and you're actually working hard. You know, can't just have, like, a full house. Yeah, the not-so-pretty parts. (laughs) Do you feel pressure from like fan pages and fan boards who are comparing you guys, especially so early? And you're one of the first states. I was one of the first states crowned. Uh, I think I was the second one. Me and Texas were the same day. I was just a few hours later. Wow. So Labor Day too. Yes. And you know, I think when I do get put into like a predictions post um, or if I don't get put into a predictions post, I kind of, I react both similarly in both situations. And, you know, if you get chosen as one of their mock 15, then that's awesome. It's a compliment. And, you know, I say thank you. And I, I really do appreciate it because it's, it's a sign of support. But on the flip side, at the end of the day, the, the judges are the ones that make the decision. It's important that I feel good about where I'm doing 
and where I'm at as I enter Miss USA. And the judges are the ones that make the decision. And that's kind of who I'm focused on. And, you know, same thing if I don't get put into that mock top 15, then, you know, it's, it's all so subjective. And I know myself, I know the work I'm putting in. And as long as I feel like I'm ready to do well at Miss USA, that's really what matters to me at the end of the day. Do you feel any pressure with some of the girls having more like hype surrounding them because of maybe their past national title holder or because they competed in, at nationals and other systems on television? And there's not more. Not really. Not really. I think, you know, it, it, it is hard sometimes not to compare yourself, but I've gotten into, this is actually one of Taylor Gordon's pieces of advice, is that whenever you feel yourself having a negative self-thought, you write it down in a, like a notebook, you rip out that piece of paper, you tear it up, and you throw it away. So even if I don't have a journal on me handy, I kind of mentally do that and just tell myself that if I go in there with a super competitive mindset or a comparative mindset, and I'm not focusing on what I can do, what Olivia Pira can do, then you've already kind of lost before you've even gotten there because the focus should be on presenting yourself and making sure you feel good on that stage. I love it. I love it. I was going to ask you, I'd like to ask a lot of people before I, um, in my episode, is a piece of advice or a piece of gem that you want to leave with our listeners today? You know, one of the best pieces of advice I think I've ever gotten uh, has been from Dory from Finding Nemo, and that is to just keep swimming. Um, <laughs> because, you know, it, it's, there's always something better coming, right? Whether things are good, whether things are bad, the best is yet to come. So you just, just got to keep swimming and you'll find it. Just keep one foot moving in front of the other. Yes. One, one uh, Chinese tippy top in front of the other. Chinese laundry tippy top <laughs> in front of the other. I love it. Are you wearing Chinese laundry this year? We actually don't know who the shoe sponsor is. We have an amazing sponsor with Van Bros. Uh, a former Illinois teen, Sydney Dion, has her own shoe line, Diverse Style. Um, and it was motivated by the fact that a lot of other super high heels didn't match her skin tone. So she's amazing. Um, she's great. And I've, I've talked to her a little bit too, since I've won. She makes the comfiest high heels and I will probably be wearing those at Miss USA if I can. Are they comfy? Yes. Oh, they're amazing. And they have a clear ankle strap. So you don't have any of like the crazy straps happening anywhere. And they elongate your look and elongate your leg. Yes. I have to get Sydney on the podcast. I reached out to her before, but I never followed up. But I really want to get her on this on the podcast because she's a historian in her own right. Yes, she's great. She really, really is. And she was amazing at Team USA, was top five, absolutely killed it, and is continuing to kill it. So if she's listening, Sydney, I'm proud of you. Oh, <laughs> What's the relationship like with uh, the team that you have this year? So it's actually so funny. Victoria and I both competed as North Shore. And we had kind of joked around, like, well, you know, what if what if both of the North Shores win? And, you know, 
against all odds, really, we both did. And turns out we live 15 minutes away from each other. My house in Deer Park is 15 minutes away from where she lives. We went to neighboring high schools. Uh, so I get to see her a lot, which is really special. Oh, nice. I'm sure you guys do a lot of events together, a lot of appearances together as well. Yes. Uh, most recently, Aww. we went to a Hawks game together, which was super fun. And I think she's actually just wrapping up her Dallas boot camp. They do one for the teens as well. So it's it's exciting to watch her kind of go through this and, and think about what I was like as a teen. And I hope she's enjoying it as much as I did. Because you guys ultimately might compete there in the same week with each other if they do it like they've been doing it, having Miss Teen USA and Miss USA on the same weekend. Yes, and honestly, I love that setup because I obviously want to see Victoria compete. Um, I think she's going to do amazing at Miss Teen USA. But I kind of like that they put all the girls together. It makes it feel like one big family. And I guess it's a good idea, too, because then you have more sisters to connect with and um, more ladies under you that you can be a big sister to. Exactly. And that's that's really what it does feel like. I mean, I have two real younger sisters and a younger brother. But Victoria doesn't have any older siblings, uh, older sisters. So I kind of get to be that for her. And that's really exciting. Olivia, before I let you go, I have to ask you. One thing I always like to ask my guests on the show is to put us on any books that you're reading and let us know what are you currently reading? And what recommendations can you give our listeners? So I am actually reading The Confidence Code right now. It is written by Caddy Kay and Claire Shipman. And it's basically about um, confidence for women specifically and what confidence means and how you can build your confidence in a world where it's pretty hard to do that. So I've loved it so far. I'm about halfway through. Uh, but in the book recommendation to anybody is the Harry Potter series. I'm a huge Potterhead. <laughs> Which one is your favorite book? Oh, I think my favorite book was The Half-Blood Prince, so the sixth one. Oh, nice. Did the movie match um, live up to your expectations? Yes. Oh, my gosh. They always did. I love the movies. Love it. Love it. Well, Olivia, I thank you so much for joining us on this episode, and I wish you great luck on your future endeavors towards Miss USA. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. And you have to come back and talk to us about competition afterwards. Oh my gosh, I'd love to, yes. If you have any insight, Hopefully it'll all be good things. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. Oh, wait, wait, I just want to ask you, wait, real fast. So when you were Miss Teen USA, were you weren't technically, were you under Trump at that time? So when I won Miss Illinois Teen USA, I was very briefly under Trump. And then it was a couple weeks or months later that they had sold it. Oh, gotcha. What do you think about the transition between what it was and what it is? So from, from what I knew, the transition felt very smooth. Um, it just kind of, we were just told that the ownership had changed and that it was what it was. And the only really, really big change we had at the national level was the fact that we weren't in Atlantis. And then we had the activewear competition, which I actually liked a lot. I thought it was a ton of fun. It was a lot less stressful. And just, I think, more age-appropriate, um, looking back at it now. So the change was very smooth from our end of things. 
I do see that as more age appropriate. You're right. I do see that as more age appropriate. That's good. That's a good point. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Pageants of Prosecco. Thank you so much. And perfect. I'm going to end it right there. Awesome. I appreciate it. I'm going to end this episode around um, March, um, probably mid-March. I'm doing it for Women's History. Oh, okay. Super cool. And so I'll let you know, and then um, Alex is going to, my intern is going to send you over 22 questions to go along with this episode so we can write, have a write-up for the, um, for the website. Awesome. Amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. One thing off my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> True. All right. Well, have a good day. Thank you so much. You too. It was so nice talking to you. Nice talking to you too. Bye-bye. Bye.